I should start singing Hot Child in the City. You're on at the table with Gail. She's rocked into the studio. It's a muggy old weekend. We've had a little bit of all sorts of weather. Mm. How the heck are you, Gail? I'm very, very good. But I go out and look at my ground where my veggies are and I think, oh, this is dry. This yeah. is dry. I can go down, down, down. Yep. Still dry. Yeah, it's yeah. funny, eh? You water your tomatoes and you think that'll be enough, and then you stick your finger in a wee way and it's, oh. Yeah, it's only gone yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that's my job. Got to get out the bucket again and uh, go around and hand water my plants out of the tanks. Oh, so you're that's good. That's all good. Yeah, yeah fills in an hour and a half. <laughs> no, gets you right bicep working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, we've been on water restrictions in Levin, so I guess oh. you probably have an autarky oh. as well. You're well, only allowed noticed, to water. To be quite honest, on if you're an even house, you can water on even nights between oh. seven and nine. If you're old house, and so oh, forth. is that right? Oh no, well I just bucketed it out anyway, so um, I haven't listened to that and hadn't heard it, and I'm not wasting the water. It's just out of tank. So that's all good And it it's beautiful You know, I'm sure the, the veggies are sucking it up Yeah, absolutely Hey, have your possums come back to the lemon tree? No, I yes. look out it's The first thing I do each morning when I get up I just sort of go out and pull the curtains And I open up the sliding door And I look out and I think no lemons on the ground, yay! <laughs> and in case you missed that, Gail went and got a whole lot of solar lights and taped them to her lemon tree to scare the possums away because they were eating the flesh from the lemons. No, the 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 skin. Yeah, sorry, the the flesh on the outside. Sorry, oh. the yeah, the yeah, pith, the skin, the, the pith skin, and the skin yeah, and the, the skin. rind, yeah. and, and then throw, throw the lemon. The, I know, throw the lemon. Cheeky pickers. Yeah. Now, if they put them all neatly in a bucket, I could squeeze the lemon juice out of it. But no, can't touch. Been had by animals. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not talking about lemons. No. We're talking about mango and we coconut are. chicken. We are. And uh, this appealed to me. And it's actually mango and coconut chicken with spicy wedges, which I know that you can buy. But listen, we're going to make them ourselves today. So we're going to start off with two large washed potatoes, two large kumara washed, one tablespoon of oil, one teaspoon of chili seasoning, one teaspoon of dry mustard powder and salt and pepper. And to go with that, we've got four boneless skin on chicken breast, take note, four tablespoons of mango chutney, and incidentally, I quite like this chutney because I've brought it, you know, not for baking, just for, for actually using it in sandwiches or whatever, mm-hmm. one tablespoon of Thai sweet chilli sauce, which is quite nice too as well, two tablespoons of desiccated, desiccated coconut, and the juice and zest of one lime or lemon. And, of course, lovely to serve with a crisp salad. So what we're doing is we're starting off, we're going to make the spicy wedges. So cut the potatoes and kumara into wedges. Place on a baking tray, drizzle with a little oil, and sprinkle with the chilli powder, mustard powder, and seasoning. Now, my hint of the day is just mix those all together. You know, just uh, don't do them separately. Put the chilli powder, mustard powder, and the seasoning all in a, oh, I don't know, just in a, in a little wee um, dish and mix it all around and then then sprinkle over because I think that makes it sort of more evenly um, seasoned, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. Now, you're putting your oven on um, 200 degrees Celsius um, and bake them for 30 minutes until golden and tender. Meanwhile... Mix together the chutney, sweet chilli sauce, coconut and lime or lemon juice and zest and spoon that mango filling underneath the chicken skin. 
So you're actually lifting the chicken skin. I don't very often cook with the chicken skin, but this must be obviously going to, you know, sort of add some nice flavour. So lift the skin and stretch the skin to seal. So you're putting in, I don't know, maybe a couple of teaspoons. I don't know. You just have to judge how many chicken, four boneless chicken breast with skin on. So obviously the mixture is um, will do four anyway. So just spin it out and press it out and then you stretch the skin over to seal. Now if you've got any skewers that you think you know it might sort of bulge out um, maybe just stick a couple of those um, stainless steel skewers in or something like that. But it doesn't say to do that but I think you know if you want it to really seal and it won't stretch far enough just do that. Now place the filled breasts alongside the wedges so you've taken out the wedges after um, 30 minutes and then um, put these chicken um, breasts alongside the wedges and bake for 15 minutes until cooked and usually chicken doesn't take that long so and your temperature is still at 200 doesn't say to bring it down Mm -hmm. so um, therefore it will cook and then the wedges may just crisp and crisp up a bit so um, and then you can, you know, have them all together, your mango chicken and your spicy wedges and um, nice crisp salad to serve. So that's it. Fairly, fairly simple recipe too as well, mm. you know, and um, something a little bit different again. Yeah, mango. That sounds very mm. from the islands, very tropical. Yeah, Caribbean or something yeah. like that. But uh, but that is a nice chutney, folks. I've tried it. So putting it in with that chicken and with the chili sauce just gives it, you know, gives it a different flavour. When you cut into the chicken, ooh, that'll just, you know, spill out. Oh, yum. Mm, yum, then yum. You can dip all your wedges in that mango. That's right. We can. Okay. And you can find this recipe right now by going to Coast Access Radio on Facebook. Gail puts her recipes up every week, so go and have a nosy. The next one sounds really good. I love tuna. I don't so mind do I. tin tuna. I think it's great. I like yeah. it too. And, of course, we're going again with the, um, I thought, oh, two kumara recipes. But anyway, this is chunky kumara and tuna hash cakes. And it looked, you know, really nice too as well. And I do love um, tuna. And this is the chunky style tuna. So we've got two kumara scrubbed and grated, 425 gram tin of chunky style tuna in spring water drain. So you're not getting the tuna in oil. You're getting the tuna in spring water. Uh, two eggs to bind, three spring onions chopped, four gherkins chopped, salt and pepper, one egg beaten, so take note, that's three eggs, and two cups of fine breadcrumbs and a bit of oil for shallow frying and uh, an oven chips and tartare sauce to serve. So you could still make your... Uh, crispy, spicy wedges with this dish as well, or you can just go out and buy a, a bag of um, of you know chips to have with it. But place the grated kumara, drained tuna, eggs, spring onions, gherkins, and seasoning into a bowl. So you're mixing that all up together, and that's the two eggs to bind. So my suggestion is that those two eggs. Um, mix them together before you actually bite. Don't just plonk them in um, with the, you know, out of the shell. Just remember what I always say, you know, p- put them in a bowl first, just in case you've got a rotten egg. So basically, do that. Mix it all together uh, and and form into eight cakes. I think you get eight cakes from that. Quite a, a decent amount. Now refrigerate those for um, thirty minutes. 
And then we've got another egg. So you've uh, whisked up that egg, beaten egg, and you dip them into the beaten egg and then the breadcrumbs. So that's, you know, they're going in the fridge to make them a bit solid, you know, easier to to use or a bit longer if you want to. Leave them there for, you know, a couple of hours if you want to. Eat sufficient Heat sufficient oil in a um, in a pan and sauté and shallow fry these hash cakes for three or four minutes on each side until golden. Mm. And then cook the oven chips according to the packet or if you're making your own and serve these alongside the hash cakes with beautiful tartare sauce. I reckon that'd be a really good recipe for Waitangi Day Sunday lunch tomorrow. Oh, oh I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just uh, make sure you've got the kuma in your veggie um, drawer and make sure that you've got a tin of um, chunky tuna in the in the pantry. Oh, we always have gherkins in the fridge too. Tony eats gherkins oh. straight out of the jar, so I'd be able to pinch for those. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and spring onions, of course. No, that looks like a nice... Um, quite like that. You never know what I might be making um, over this holiday weekend. Yes, you never know. There might be a photo that appears um, at some stage about with these. But anyway, that's our hash cakes. Tuna hash cakes. Sounds good. We've had a few photos from you recently because that pasta that you did with the pea pesto and had the parmesan on top look good. And then you did that was it the custard, the rhubarb crumble? Oh, the cake? rhubarb crumble cake. Yeah, oh, I was going out for a to a uh, to a luncheon actually, and I said, "Look, I'll bring a cake." And then I thought, "No, look, I could bring any cake, but hey, why not bring a cake that I've all you know given to you listeners and try it out so you can actually see it?" And because it turned out good, you got a photo. No, I mean, there's <laughs> no reason why. And the I truth had to be came out. <laughs> The the truth is too though Tanya yeah. is that I had to you know it was in a, one of those um tins your spring tin yeah and I took it out and then I thought yeah well that's good I got it out and it looked really good as you could see and then I thought I have to then take the baking paper off the bottom and slide it off the base of the tin and I was thinking so. Don't do this, listeners. I tried to turn it up. Oh, no. You know? No, well, I tried. I could see right from the beginning that the crumble was going to sort of come off. So I thought, no, that is not a good look. So I actually got a fish slice, big metal one, not the plastic, and then I just put it under and I sort of somehow got the baking paper and it sort of slid off the base of the tin. So it's just using a bit of um, Kiwi, you know, ingenuity. Yeah, Kiwi ingenuity, you know, um, what do they say? Um, wire, what do they say? Number eight wire. Number eight wire thought and yeah. I thought, yeah, and it did. It come off. Just don't panic. That's my theory. Well, you obviously greased your paper really well if you managed to tease it away. I did. I teased yeah. it away. That's yeah. the word for it. Yeah. But anyway, it was um, well received. Yeah, I bet. Always with cream too. Uh, always. And in nine days, it's a special someone sitting here, not me's birthday. So I think we should play <laughs> Age of Aquarius. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, that applies to both of us, of course. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yes, it does. And yes. your... Yeah, I'm not saying when mine is, but mine's before yours. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Right on. Okay.
it's a little bit psychedelic, but it is appropriate. It to is both appropriate. Of us. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we're both Aquarians. You're on at the table with Gail. Of course, the lovely Gail Hall from Sunny Ortaki and me, Tanya, pushing the buttons. Now, this is an old classic. Do you know when I worked at Kimberley, mm. you know, Kimberley Centre mm-hmm. back in the day, they always did bread and butter puddings. And I went, ugh. Mum said, oh, no, there's several ways to skin a cat. And like, yeah. You don't put cat into bread and butter pudding. But this one looks quite good. I was reading the recipe. Wow, it's a classic. And, it, and I mean, I know I've probably done this before, you know, bread and butter pudding. But, I mean, it was probably so long ago. But what appealed to me, I just loved it. Classic bread and butter pudding with whiskey sauce. It sort of had a good roll to it. So mm. I thought to myself, no, I'm going to put this over and uh, you might like to try it. And it is a little bit different to the normal uh, bread and butter pudding. This is what I call a flash one. A flash so, one. And if you've got whiskey in the cupboard, um, you can make this beautiful whiskey um, sauce. And not only just to have with bread and butter pudding, but you can leave out the bread and butter pudding, make the whiskey sauce and have it with something else. Mm. Drink it on its own if it's got whiskey <laughs> in it. But anyway, here we go. Eight thick slices of white bread and remove the crusts, please. We don't want them. Give those to the birds. Butter, 100 grams of sultanas or currants, your choice. Four eggs, 50 grams of sugar, zest of one lemon, 700 mils of milk, and a dash of vanilla essence, one tablespoon of brown sugar. So that's our ingredients for the pudding. Now we're moving on to the whiskey sauce. I'll give you that now. One tablespoon of sugar, two tablespoons of water, two eggs, a quarter of a cup of whiskey, and 100 grams of butter, and a quarter of a cup of cream. Doesn't that sound delicious? (laughs) But anyway, lightly grease a large oven-proof dish uh, with butter or spray oil. Right, so butter the bread and stack into the oven dish. So um, I think you're putting the butter bread side down. So you're putting that in the dish and just do it the best way you can. You've got eight thick slices, so you know you're spreading it out the best way you can. And sprinkle with the sultanas. Blend together the eggs, sugar, lemon zest, milk and vanilla essence until smooth. So okay, a good old whisk will do that. Now pour over the bread and leave to soak for five minutes because we sort of want it to be, you know, solidify. So, and make sure you're doing it sort of like as even as you can. Sometimes it pays to put it just in a jug and pour it over like that, this mixture. Sprinkle with the brown sugar and bake at 160 degrees, so it's not a big, um, it's not a big um, temperature, mm. uh, for 45 minutes until golden and risen. So that's lovely cooked slowly at, uh, for 45 minutes. Now the whiskey sauce, place the sugar and water into a saucepan and heat gently until the sugar dissolves. Beat the syrup into the whiskey and eggs. So give it, make sure you've got a good whisk. Don't, you know, give it a good beat. And then transfer that to a clean saucepan. Add the butter and cook over a low heat, stirring continuously until the sauce thickens. So you're stirring that continuously. Don't walk away for a minute. If your phone rings, they'll ring you back. (laughs) So just remember that. And then stir in the cream. So just take it off the heat and stir in the cream. And, of course, you know, you can serve it with that. So basically, um, yeah. If you haven't got the whiskey sauce, well, you just have to use normal cream. Mm. So sorry about that. But basically, 
That's that's what it is. Classic bread and butter pudding with whiskey sauce. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, it does. Sounds I, good. Actually, I don't drink whiskey, but I, I drink I. bourbon. But I think I'd handle it in something like this. I think it would complement yeah, it quite well, nicely. I wonder if you would, because I, I'm yeah. not a great whiskey drinker either, Tanya. But um, yeah, I wonder. They say you sort of lose a bit of the of the, the taste of alcohol when it's you know heated. Yeah. But um, but I'd like to try it. I, as you know, I'd like to try it because I think you know with the sugar and the eggs and the butter and the cream. And the yeah, I think it'll just. Be be a, just a nice little taste, you know, yeah. just a nice little taste. But there you are, listeners, it's for you to try. Right, and you'll find yeah. that recipe right now. Go to our Facebook page, Coast Access Radio. Of course, you're listening on 104.7 FM or maybe online, coastaccessradio.org.nz. Now, when you sent this recipe through, I've actually included the whole thing on our Facebook page with your little note saying that you sent it to a friend in September 2004. That's an age ago. <laughs> I know. And you don't even know the name of it, but she, she liked it. So, I know. You know. I know. I'm sure it's got a name. <clears throat> and um, But anyway, I did. I sent it to her and I looked at this and I was going through my recipes in my folder and I thought, why shouldn't I send this? I remember making it. 2004, probably made it again since then, but I do remember making this and I remember thinking it was quite nice at the time and I must have taken it to where I worked at that point and uh, everybody must have liked it, so basically I sent it through the emails. I reckon it's a slice. It is a slice. Right, yeah, yeah. looking yeah. at how you put it all together. That's right, it is a slice, but uh, but anyway, uh, we've got one packet of wine bickies crushed and um, I say wine bickies, I don't know, malt biscuits wouldn't make any difference, arrowroot biscuits, whatever, you know, just as long as it's those plain biscuits. 150 grams of butter melted. Now mix and press into a slice tin, which gives us the hint that it is a slab um, a slab slice. Uh, now over that, make sure you press it in evenly, and usually I I do that sort of thing with my hands. You know, just press it all in and make sure that it's even. Get those little lumps out. Spread one cup of raisins over the base. Then one cup of chocolate chips. Then one cup of long thread coconut. But I wouldn't get too hooked up about that because, you know, you can do the desiccated coconut Mm -hmm. as well. So just don't worry. And 75 grams of slivered almonds. Then evenly pour over one tin of condensed milk, not the light condensed milk. I think we'd be, you know, uh, kidding ourselves with this, with all this in it. So just the normal condensed milk and pour it over and bake for 180 at 180 Celsius for 15 to 20 minutes. And then... Um, I can't remember, but I should imagine I'd let it cool for a bit mm. before I, you know, cut it with a, either a sharp small knife or a sharp big one, you know, so that you're getting the rows all even as you go along and then just take it out. But, um, yeah, that that's our uh, recipe, I call it. Recipe. It's just called recipe. Yeah, it's just called recipe. Actually, and back to school treat for the kids. Yeah. Yeah, well. Is like that, isn't it? Can't mm-hmm. believe it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's come back, and it was dragging before, but now they're all back, and I see activity going up the road, and see them you know, in their, crisp their new year, uniforms, their um, school bags on, and yeah, it's great. It oh. sort of like puts more people on the street somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. actually that's a good point. You need to make sure that you're taking extra special care around the kura mm-hmm. and yeah. um and yeah. around schools, yeah. especially around uh, the end of the day and the start of the day as that's well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, so that's our recipes for this um 
for this session, Tanya. There's Sweet. nothing else I can offer for this moment. No, I think you should go and get into the garden, find a cool tree and sit, or a cool tree, a tree with some shade and yes. sit under it with a cool tree. Well, actually, tree. there were some workmen working down in front of my place, to be quite honest, and I went out and I came back and they were sitting on my front stone wall under the big tree. I said, oh. hi, guys, you know, it was a nice shady spot. Oh, yeah. good on them. Mm. All right, you've been listening to At The Table with Gail Hall, and if you've just... T- tuned in you've got the tail end don't panic she's repeated again on tuesday afternoons at 4 30 otherwise head to the website right now www.coastaccessradio.org.nz go to the program tab and she's on page one because she's that important wow at the table with gail <laughs> ka kite ka kite This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.